0: Hi everyone and welcome to the Unleash Your Light Podcast. I'm your host and guide, Laura Lee, and I'm excited to be here today to dive into the world of sensuality and movement. My guest today is Vicki Brown. She is the healthy vixen on Instagram. She's a sensual movement life coach who empowers women to trust themselves and be fully confident in who they are by connecting with their bodies. Vicki has 14 years of experience teaching sensual embodied movement and six years as a certified life coach. She helps women get to know their bodies more deeply physically and mentally and emotionally so that they can live the life of their dreams on their terms. Her vision is to help women take better care of their bodies by trusting themselves and letting go of self-judgment so that they show up in the world fully confident in who they are. I am so thrilled for you to get to meet Vicky. Vicki and I have met through a community we, we are a part of. She just exudes joy. And I'll be honest, I'm attracted to that. I'm drawn into her energy, into joy. A woman who can confidently be in her joy is so incredible to witness in the world. And I believe that what she teaches allows us to be confidently more in our joy and confidence. So come with me. Have a listen to this episode with Vicki Brown. Oh, yes. Recording <laughs> <and> progress. <laughs> we have been informed. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Welcome, Vicki. Vicki Brown's here with me today. And I don't even need to go into your bio because I know I just did that in my intro for you. But... Um, Gosh, I'm so happy to see your face here. It's always such a pleasure to just be face-to-face with someone. And I shared before we pressed record that um, just being in similar communities, I've always been drawn to you. I I feel you, know, you have such a presence and such an energy of joy that you exude. And I, myself, am always attracted to that. I just... Um, feel it coming from you. And so thank you for being here and sharing it with us.
1: Thank you. I I will receive that. It's one of those things that I, I don't know about myself, but thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you also for having me. I'm really excited about this.
0: Yeah, me too. This to me is such a, well, it's such a, it's such a deep topic. Um, women, our bodies, uh, sensuality, sexuality. But today- Hey, I wanted to just have you share with us, um, being a sensual movement life coach and diving into sensuality, how that's really changed your life and empowered you. And I don't know, share with us a little bit about how that opened up your world and where were you before this became a
1: practice for you? Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Nerves. Um Yeah. It's it's funny, it's one of those things where I don't it's it, awareness is what it brought to me. It's what it opened me up to. And from me tapping into my own sensuality, I believe it gave me a greater sense of being able to see the the little nuances in other people. And I guess in, in a way which is reading other people's bodies, which is something that I do in the movement that I teach not on purpose, but it, it, it's like, you get to know I got to tap into my own pleasure by tapping mm-hmm. into becoming aware of my own sensuality, like what I like to smell, what I like to hear, what I like the different nuances of it. And it gave me a sensitivity of, it gave me a sensitivity to life in a, in a bigger sense uh, of being able to enjoy the breeze, um, being able to see the beauty of the leaves on a tree kind of thing. So I, and with that, it gave me a greater sense of enjoying my own company and not having to search for something to make me happy or to fulfill me or even a person. I think that's to a great to a to an extent like that's still there looking outside of ourselves for something to make us happy. But I, with me tapping into my own sensuality, um, becoming aware of the different pleasures I can find by tapping into my senses, it gave me this belief and knowing that I can I can make myself happy, I can fulfill myself without having to need someone else to do that, someone or something else to do it for me.
0: Yeah. God, I love how you phrase that it's sensitivity to life mm. and to pleasure yeah. and to what it sounds like, self-love. Mm-hmm. If it was like, oh, I really, am, I'm, when I'm in this and when I'm in noticing these things, I'm actually enjoying myself. I'm enjoying this experience I'm having within myself instead of looking outside myself to another person or somebody else to fulfill that for me.
1: Right. Um
0: and was that unexpected? Was that kind of a was that something that you consciously were like I want to learn that or what what was it that you were seeking when you began to
1: seek out movement? Oh. I I don't it was unconscious, I'll say that. And it it also lets me know how much of my life I was kind of living, not not it's not necessarily unconscious but not as deeply conscious, I think as I am now. Yeah. Cause when I first sought it out, like I started basically teaching pole dancing, which is how I came into this space of wanting to, I got to see the beauty in myself. And from that place I was, I decided I wanted to teach other women how to see the beauty in themselves. And I got to see the beauty in me. And I also got to see the beauty of other women, just how their bodies move. All shapes are beautiful. And it was so much fun being in community, like we said earlier, and being able to walk and move and know that I'm beautiful. My body is gorgeous. And so I don't, that was a conscious decision. And it just went from there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it makes sense. So, you, from what I'm hearing too, it's like you wanted to love your body. Mm hmm you wanted to love being in your body Mm -hmm. and this is kind of, yeah. Say more about that.
1: Well, I, I think with how I was raised, I always loved my body and thought my body was great, but I I didn't know the why of it. It, And it was, it was definitely, um, it wasn't, it wasn't an internal thing. It was more surface. And yeah. from doing the work that it, this is where the, the maybe unconscious thing came in was I didn't wait, wasn't aware of the inner beauty I could feel, mm. um, from my body, just, mm. you know, my body, my body moves freely. Just the joy in that of having mobility, uh, flexibility and strength. Um, the things I get to carry, like literally carry with my arms or hold, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah so it feels like like this fullness of this yeah. this conscious fullness of realization of loving my body isn't just what it looks like but all of the magic that it holds and can do and allows me to experience in the world and yes. having those two things come together was just like like a full sandwich so it sounds like <laughs> <laughs> like there was half the sandwich and now there's this full sandwich yes
1: um, Yes, exactly. No, beautiful way to put that. I love that. Thank you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. And something else you say in your bio is like, is that you empower women to trust themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's another reason why you're here, because that's something I hold in my highest core value is to empower women to trust themselves. And it's because too, like, that's, that was my journey. That was my journey. I had to learn that. I had to learn to trust myself. Why didn't I? And how can I? And I think women, they crave that. Why do I distrust myself? And so how did being in your body in this sensual practice, how do you think it mostly most allowed you to trust yourself
1: in that way? It gave me this sense of kind of like a why, but a why from a sense of, oh, I, now I know what I, I literally know what I can do. I know what my boundaries are. I'm so tuned in that I, I'm i not just blindly doing a thing. Someone told me to do it or because this is what I'm supposed to do. I, I literally know what I can do. And I will say from a certain extent, um, just with how I was, how I grew up, I knew what I was capable of. I knew how much I could carry from a, I guess, figurative sense. But this time, going through a practice of self-awareness and body awareness and sensual movement, I got to literally know and be more intentional about what I can do. So I think um, that's where the trust comes in because you get to really see oh, I know I can do this or no, I can't do this. My body isn't capable of doing this. And I I think the biggest thing for me is sometimes we do the things we really, really don't want to do. And we don't know, we don't know that feeling. We just know we don't like it. And now I think from this practice, you can say, no, I, I literally can't do it because it goes against something in me like a like a core value. It goes against this core value. And I know because you're intentional and you're more aware, I know that if I do this, I'm going to let myself down. And this is something that I can't I can't take back if I were to do it. Does that make sense?
0: It does. Here's what I'm getting from it. And you share if that's what you're saying. Because this is what I'm taking. This is what I'm receiving is Kind of by you showing up and being with in in your body in these practices, but I imagine also acknowledging, "Whoa! Like, look at what my body can do. Look at how I can feel. Look at what's possible to notice about my body, not just what it looks like." And to me, what I took from that too is is the trust comes in when you're like, "Now I know the difference between." not being in that place of awareness in my body and what that feels like. And if I go into self judgment around my body, or if I start to judge my body, or if I start to look at it just from an outside lens, you're going to feel the dissonance of that. And therefore, when you feel that but yet you choose to go back into the presence and be present in the sensuality, then you're building self trust. Because you're saying, Nope, not gonna go there anymore. Or hey, I feel myself going there. I'm gonna love myself through that and I'm gonna walk back over here. And gosh, right? Then you're you're not abandoning yourself. You're you're building trust because you're saying, Nope, not gonna do that anymore. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Cause that's what I took from your words. <laughs> I was like, oh yes yes because i'll tell you i myself this journey's been huge for me with my body that's where my journey began 12 years ago was getting to a place of i cannot keep pushing my body in these ways in which i'm pushing it to look a certain way to reach some kind of level of approval in order for me to feel enough and I think I pushed myself one too many times, thank God though, because that sent me to my knees and sent me into an awakening of, nope, I can't do that anymore. And so I just, I think anytime we can connect ourselves, connect women back into their bodies, it's the stuff of awakenings. And self-trust and healing deep core wounds that perhaps we didn't even know what they were. Or we just knew we just knew how to judge ourselves constantly.
1: Exactly. Exactly. I think a lot of it too that I'm becoming more aware of as I get older is the ancestral piece yes. of it. And I like the awareness because if you're if you're willing to, you get to sit with the things coming up and kind of open up to what like where this is coming from. And that, that, that takes some work. Um, It takes some time. And I think to your point of not judging it is if we can, if we can not judge it, that's where I think the healing
0: can come in. Yeah, I agree. Even for a moment of just noticing the judgment and being, becoming the observer of, when it tends to come in. And like you said, beginning to become aware of the ancestral piece, where it came from, maybe how it was passed down from our lineage, our culture, our religion, whatever it is, there's so many things for us around our bodies, really. And separating ourselves out from that and going, Oh, that's why I carry this heavy load. Okay. Let me give myself a break there for a second. And that takes some deep work, like you said. That doesn't
1: happen in an instant. To your point, I think so. The what what I do is um, definitely a practice because I believe in a practice, and it was something I had to learn for myself. That because I I felt falling off the horse a lot, and I feel when you know I was like, oh, I miss a day, so I got to start back over. And it's like, no, 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 we don't have to. And it you know things take time. Like you can't re um, you can't have this whole new way of being in a New York second, like even though we wish it, but then where's the value in that? Like the richness of the why? I think to your point, what you were saying was we always want to rush things and it's okay not to. And I think there, I feel like there needs to be more permission and cushion is the word that comes to mind around It's okay not to rush. There's so much value and love and just there's so much value in taking your time.
0: Mm. Yeah. Every time you say that word, I just drop in. You know, when you say don't rush, just let's look at the value. Like whatever's showing up for you in your body, whatever's showing up for you, whether it's love, judgment, whatever it is, there's so much value in giving that space and not not rushing it or going oh i think too when we're rushing it we're really focused on maybe the wrong thing i don't know about wrong or right i don't like to use those words too much but we're focused more on the outcome of what we're doing with our body than the value of what's happening in the moment because what's happening in the moment is there for for us to learn something else about ourselves Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and perhaps gain more freedom if we stick with it and that wouldn't happen if we just rushed to the ending or rushed to the outcome or whatever that outcome's going to be. We don't know. What would you say is maybe an unexpected something that you gained or learned or became aware of through this work? Kind of like an added bonus of, Oh my gosh, I went in for this and this also opened up in my world kind of thing.
1: I think, um, the biggest thing I kind of mentioned it earlier was the biggest thing was being able working with many different women. I got to see the beauty in their bodies, but I like, that's a part of it, but I think pleasure was the biggest thing. And I didn't know there was so much pleasure in like, can be found in a workout or movement. Um, and it's, it's all kind of pleasures. i beforehand i worked a lot with erotic pleasure and this time as a, as i'm venturing out on my own from what i used to do there's so much in simple pleasure like the biggest thing for me is the pleasure i find in taking a breath and it's 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 a simple thing but it, it is kind of profound when you allow yourself to do it when you give yourself the space to just feel your belly expand even your heart open a little bit to the breath and even especially on a time on a day where you're super super tired or you're kind of exhausted and just that moment of pause is huge
0: even as you're speaking these words again every time you speak i drop in more i'm like oh yeah let's slow down and drop in and just experience the pleasure of a deep breath yeah and it doesn't even have to lead somewhere big like we think sensuality can lead to erotic or sexuality yes it can and it can lead to you being able to feel the immenseness of a breath
1: yes because it's also taking up space which is another big thing for me with women take like taking up space from a place of awareness and intention intentionality i don't feel like we take up enough space just period and i i think we yeah okay
0: i love that cuz yes to that and the fact of just even having an, an a sensuality practice be a practice of taking up more space. Just even if it's taking a deeper breath, a longer breath, a slower breath, because even starting there with that one simple practice can then translate into so many areas of your life. Maybe you find yourself in a conversation with a loved one and instead of rushing through it or or trying to be right or whatever it is that happens in in conversations, all kinds of things, you find yourself going slower, taking longer breaths between sentence. Like I could see where that would show up in all areas in profound ways.
1: Yeah. I think it, for me... Taking a breath definitely calms my anxiety, especially when I'm in new spaces or things get heated. It also grounds me coming from that place of trust,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like self-trust, trusting your body uh, when you ground it. And it, you know, it forces you, as you say, not to rush into saying something that you might not mean, but it's, it's just a reaction to what is coming at you.
0: Absolutely. Um so what has, how is this, or what's kind of a breakthrough you've seen happen for a client or something that you've seen a woman experience in this work and you're like, ah, oh, yes.
1: Yeah. I'm glad you said that. And you asked that because the biggest thing for me with working with women is them speaking up for themselves. And that has been huge because that was kind of unexpected when I first started doing the work. And now it's a part of like my messaging. Like you will learn to speak up for yourself. And and it's it's speaking up with um with a confidence that was kind of shocking for me. But it, it's definitely an unapologeticness about it. And that word is a word that it's it's a, It's a buzzword. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. But
1: there is, I love the confidence of it because it's, I was like, oh, this is, this is, this is what happens when you do the work, you learn to speak up for yourself and just know, like it's, it's the trust
0: Mm.
1: in themselves that it's the trust, but it's also the awareness of, I will not be stepped on and that's that's that feels a little harsh but it's i will not you won't you will not put baby in a corner
0: yeah yes like i am now my own protector of pleasure like no one's taking this away and i need to stand up for it and be the person to say no and having the confidence to do that cuz you're in that practice You don't want to give it away. You're like, no, this is something I've cultivated and it's mine and I've worked hard for it. I'm not here to like keep it to myself. I'll share it all day long, but I completely understand what you're saying because I was just about to ask you, how has this helped women unleash their voice? (laughs) (laughs) So I love that you brought that forward because absolutely when you have more self-trust, you have more access to then speaking up. Because you're not questioning what you're about to say.
1: Right. It's, it's also um, becoming your own authority. Mm-hmm. Like I know what works for me because you're literally in the practice of this is what my body likes. This is what I don't like. This is what feels good. Oh, that doesn't feel good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That inner authority getting and an, an... I love this uh, coming from that angle of self-discovery. You're discovering what do you love? What feels good? What's not for you? And so if anyone's listening, because I know there's a lot of women out there, especially when we've denied our desires for so long, it can be hard to even access. What is my desire? What do I want? What is that? It sounds like being in a sensual movement practice can connect you to knowing what you want, what you like, just in, in simple ways that then can then translate into bigger ways.
1: Right. Right. And it's, it's, you know, to add to your point, it's having that safe container to be able to express yourself. And that is one of the things that I feel like is my genius. And I will say with the practice of me starting to do this, this is something that I wasn't aware of. It's always been there but I wasn't aware of it until I started a regular. So I started doing it for other women. Cause I remember a former mentor was like, you know, you, you're really good at holding space or you're really good at just not getting too involved in a situation, but also holding a space, holding the space for someone. And I was like, Oh, well, I don't know. And then as <laughs> I,
0: <laughs> like, I'm just like, doing well, my thing. This is right. what I do. <laughs> like, this is what I do.
1: Yeah. And then I, I just started, I just started thinking over the years where, oh, people have felt really safe with me. And why is that? And it, it's really great to have awareness around it. And it's I create as much as I possibly can a container where there is no judgment. And come as you are, and I'm gonna hold space for that.
0: Yes. Amen to that. Absolutely. And especially with a container where we're working with our body and there's so, so much safety that we need in order to do that work, not feel judged, because I think we do enough of that for ourselves, and learn to just be in a space of honesty where, you know, I mean, there's so much power in being in a space where you can be completely vulnerable, but having someone to hold that is everything.
1: Yeah. I think, Oh, I want to say this thing Yeah, um, in the space of honesty. I think this is where when you get to know your body, your body's going to be honest with you and what she can and can't do or what it can and cannot do. And it's listening to that and trusting that. And also being okay with that, making peace with that. Cause we, you know, we judge it and it's, we are looking all outside of ourselves with, oh, I should be able to do this. And I really want to do that. And it's like, but it's okay if you don't want to like this or it's okay if you can it's okay if you can't. It's just where your body is and it's other things. But that that's the thing I want to say about honesty. It's yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like the body never lies. We hear that a lot in this work. It's it's such a teacher and, and such a, gosh, holder of wisdom and just miraculous part of us that once we be, like hopefully in this practice that you teach, have more access to love her, not judge her, then we can start to benefit and gain access to a world of what it's been trying to tell us for so long, whether it's through aches and pains or a, a sickness or whatever it may be. Isn't it? It's just wild to understand, to finally break through that. And again, it's such a journey. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, I feel like it ebbs and flows, ebbs and flows. There's days where, oh yeah, I'm on board with that. Days where I'm not so on board with that.
1: It's also, I just want to add, it's also following that joy.
0: Yes. Yes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which is what I followed to invite you here because I told you, you emanate joy. And I am just like, yeah, a woman who can be let's use that buzzword unapologetically in her joy. That doesn't mean her life is perfect. Mm -mm. It means that there's the energy she's running the energy of joy and she's just letting it come out of her because she's freely being herself in some way in the world. Right. Yeah. And so I love that you brought that forward because yes, yes. You know, and like you said earlier, someone put, pointed out to you before that you didn't know that you were this sacred space holder where you made people feel safe and it's like sometimes we don't know that we're emanating that until someone comes and holds up a mirror and says, "Yeah, that's what
1: I see in you." You know? Mhm. Thank you for saying that. Because I think what's really important is creating spaces for women to celebrate other women. Yes. And being able to comfortably, I I wanted to add that, comfortably come up and compliment a woman on something. Because I do believe when you see that in someone else, that's also coming from you as well. The mirroring is happening.
0: Yes. Yes. If you can recognize it in someone else, there's some way in which you possess that as well. And I think what you're saying too, is sometimes we don't, we don't, we're not in awareness of that, And so when we can start to practice just being generous, I think, with the positive things we want to celebrate about another woman, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it opens up our world. It opens up their world. It opens up more of this community that we were just talking about before we hit record. (laughs) And it's just a beautiful thing. So yeah, it's just this space to practice, Mm -hmm. space to practice. That's another thing I'm taking from our conversation is that that importance oh i had another question too is if if you were um talking to a woman who was just getting started but with this practice and kind of wanting like inching towards it how would you tell her well here's what you can do to start at home like what's a very like almost like simple we talked about a deep breath but maybe what's another movement practice that can be really simple but that someone could start In the privacy of their own bedroom and it could begin to open up their world to more self-love more self-trust
1: i would say to keep it really simple is dance and to keep it really simple and to keep it to you know if it's something they want to do on their own with nobody watching i would encourage going into a space having a space um either covering a mirror or no mirror Putting on a song that they really enjoy daily and just dancing to that song, but also tuning into how their body's feeling in the dance. I would say probably the first week, you'd maybe start with something that just fun and then start to slow it down the music, bring on something slower and really tap into the sensations that their body's feeling. And just simple as that tap into the sensations. Can you stretch a little bit longer? Can you? What do you hear? You know, the five senses.
0: Yeah, beautiful. I love that. I love that. You know, because I think we all are, I don't know. I love that when just throwing on a song, dancing my heart out, you know, to get my energy flowing and just getting out of a slump or whatever it is. But then when you said, yes, do that, but also slow it down a little bit. Again, slowing it down a little bit so you can tune in to how does this feel as I move my body, right? What am I noticing? What am I smelling? What am I sensing? How am I? Yeah.
1: Start with the breath too. I'll say that start (laughs) with the breath.
0: Yep. Start with the breath. Mm. Beautiful. So what's your favorite thing right now that you're in? And it doesn't even have to be in this practice. What is something just personally lighting up your world right now? I always like to throw in a few questions at the end.
1: I'm a really big reader. And I, I love to read to my detriment sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if
0: there's a detriment to reading, is there? Yeah, you, you,
1: it is. I, um, <laughs> there, I I'm here to tell you there is. I okay. will lose sleep and I will be late for work. Not not this work, but other work. Um, I will lose sleep. I'll say that for reading. Um, that's That's the, been the biggest thing for me for, oh my gosh, quite a few decades. And... It's, it's my time to myself and it gets it takes me out of the here and now. And I, I love going to new worlds and other people's worlds and, you know, just the fiction of it all. So I'm a big romance novelist reader.
0: I love this so much because I was going to ask you, well, what kind of books do you read? And you <laughs> actually allow yourself to read fiction and romance and pleasure, like things for pleasure, not just... What's the book I need to learn more about XYZ because we can tend to, you know, I have a mixture because I'm obsessed with anything to do with transformation and psychology. And just, I just, it's like, it's like, I, it's like um it's, like it's like a hunger that I never, you know, I could never get tired of it. Right. But when I allow myself to just read something for fun, like that's the best thing but yeah. I don't know. I, I got to admit, I don't do it that often. So I love that you do that and you give yourself and I hear you that it can go all the way to the other end of the spectrum and it can cause
1: right. you to lose sleep. <laughs> I think for me, it's, it's, it's an easier way to disconnect, like to kind of not disconnect. Maybe it is disconnect, but like relax and recharge That doesn't require me going somewhere or being around people. It's like I can do it from the privacy of my bed and from the comfort of my bed. I will say with reading, there is a book that I'm reading right now. It's called Pleasure Activism. Uh, It's uh, Adrienne Marie Brown. And it's really helping me with the work that I do, the importance of the work that I do. Because sometimes I forget how necessary. I think... A a lot of us can forget how necessary the work we are called to do, um, how necessary it is for the world. And this is helping me to see that because it's take to me, it's it's taking back to how as women, especially black women and women of color, how we have been denied, how we just constantly denied ourselves pleasure and also just the, how harmful it can be. Um, from back in the day to even now and understanding, I think, the different nuances of it, if that makes sense.
0: Absolutely makes sense. It almost felt like what you were saying was it was giving you a depth and a breadth to the work that you do because it goes so deep and so far that it's giving you even more of an awareness and connection to the vital importance of this. Mm -hmm. and how far back that stretches yeah. and how far forward, how far forward connecting yourself to that will take this work for you that you do. So I just felt that in my whole body when you said it. And um, thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to maybe we have another conversations when, when we want to about the depth and breadth of what comes through around that. So I'll definitely link to that book too, like pleasure activism. Um, I love the, even the title
1: of it. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. But that's a whole nother story. Yeah. We can whole do nother,
0: yeah. <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're starting here and then next time we'll go there. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so how can people find you? Like, how can they be a part of your world and find you and, and start to listen to your wisdom?
1: I would say Instagram right now. That's the biggest thing for me where I, I am the most, and I'm doing a better job of being consistent on there. So Instagram is where to find me. And it's The Healthy Vixen.
0: The Healthy Vixen.
1: Mm-hmm. Spelled correctly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Spelled with no surprises, just The Healthy right. Vixen, which is what it is. And I love that name um, too. Yeah, I love that name. Where did you come up with it? What what, what was the...
1: So... um my mom, I meant to tell you this, I have a twin. Um, Yeah.
0: And I have twins.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I, my mom called us Vixen and Nixon um, just because her name's Nikki. So Vicky. And um, as I, I really love that nickname throughout my life. And when I moved to LA and I got an IG. I was like, oh, and my sister's like, oh, you can be, I'm the Vixen. And I was like, oh, that's cute. And then um, as I started coaching, I became a health coach. And she was like, and I was like, oh, I can put, I'm the healthy Vixen. And then I took dropped the I'm and it's the, now the healthy Vixen. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> that's
0: perfect. Uh, the healthy Vixen. Now you know where to find her. Go on yes. Instagram. <laughs> find all the goods there. And um, that's so awesome. Vixen and Nixon. That was your names. (laughs) twins. We'll have to talk about that another time. Um, So beautiful. Well, it's just been such a gift to connect with you, be a part of your world today, build community with you, just be in community with you. And I can't wait for our next conversation where that will take us.
1: So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's episode. You can also find me at lauraleelife.com, where you can sign up for my monthly love letter, or follow me on Instagram at Life with Laura Lee for new updates or to grab my free gift that I created for you creating a spiritual practice that connects you to your soul. If you love this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe. I also want to thank you in advance for downloading your favorite episode and sharing it with a friend. This is how we can grow together and continue to go into the dark to unleash your light and spread more of that light into the world.